Hello, and welcome to Spill the Kriti. I'm Kriti, your host, and welcome to the coolest podcast ever, where we spill the tea. About some prevalent societal issues like the environment and climate change, along with fun topics about modern culture like TikTok, skincare, and even more. So today, I welcome you to my first episode ever. Anyways, let's dive into a topic that I've consistently been speaking about for over this past school year in speeches, and that is the current opioid crisis. I'm sure many of you have heard about this opioid epidemic in the United States, but have been unsure about what it actually is, the severity, and the realistic effects it has on individuals of all ages. Um, We can look at very famous people like Michael Jackson, who died at a very young age of 50 due to a massive prescription overdose. But we can also look at normal people like us. For example, Sarah, an ordinary girl who was on a morphine drip during her hospital stay for surgery and was prescribed opioid medication upon discharge to finally realize that she was addicted after one year. The main issue with this story was that her insurance failed to support her rehabilitation. So she was forced to find recovery methods on her own. But sadly, this is a story for 92 million people in the United States who use opioid pain relievers, resulting in 70,000 annual deaths according to the National Institute of Health. In society today, we are so quick to judge people and never end up making actual progress because of this existing stigma, especially with epidemics like this. And so far, I basically spat a bunch of numbers and facts on why this opioid crisis is so detrimental. But um, let's go back to the basics. So opioids are considered as the pain relievers overprescribed by doctors, the illegal drug heroin, which many of you should be familiar with, and other synthetic opioids like fentanyl and oxy that are gaining more prevalence um, today. And right now, people get their hands on opioids through prescription from doctors like Sarah, black markets, and even from friends and family. This epidemic has occurred in three waves. It first started in 1991, with doctors overprescribing these medications due to the massive underplaying and aggressive promotion of pain relievers. And I'll be talking more about that in a couple minutes. Um, and then in 2010, as heroin abuse accelerated, And finally, in 2013, as synthetic opioids like fentanyl and oxy were being used even more. And this is because, progressively, drugs became even more powerful and this appealed to many people. And that's why this opioid epidemic has not stopped, because we're not taking action to prevent this in the future. But we are to blame the pharmaceutical companies for starting this in 1991. So basically, the CDC, or the Center for Disease Control, issued guidelines for opioids so they could only be used in really, really extreme circumstances such as cancer treatment and end-of-life care. However, what these pharmaceutical companies did was overlook these guidelines placed by the CDC and were apathetic towards human lives and solely cared about profits. And this was because they incentivized doctors to overprescribe medications so they could gain profits. 
and that in return for doctors would help them gain more customers and help them make more money and that's how this whole game was played for many many years and that's when the whole opioid epidemic came across because people were being overprescribed medications when they clearly did not need it and that's why we are in such a bad place with this opioid epidemic in the status quo right now this fact is overlooked by so many people and is the main reason we are unable to help those who are suffering. It's just pure greed by pharmaceutical companies. But as I dove deeper into this topic, I was interested in proposing solutions on how we can mitigate opioid use and look towards a better future for the individuals pharmaceutical companies heavily affected and traumatized. First, I talked about how we could potentially involve the police more with immediate opioid overdose prevention with a brand called Narcan, which is a naloxone nasal spray that can instantly save someone's life and prevent them from overdosing. And that was basically targeting immediate prevention for those who are overdosing in certain circumstances. But the next step was to destigmatize addicts through increasing funding for rehab centers and care so individuals who are affected by opioids can be reintegrated back into society instead of continuously spiraling. And that is a really big issue um, right now in the status quo because we're not having a lot of funding for these rehab centers and improving care for these people who have been suffering. And also, I emphasize further destigmatization through implemented education initiatives within society, um, similar to how many of us, especially me, throughout middle and high school, we learned more about drug use and overall health, and that really created awareness throughout our school and society as a whole, and I think that would really be helpful, um, especially for the opioid crisis, to spread awareness and show people that it's okay to ask for help and show what is actually going on because many people are not aware of this. And finally, was to blame these pharmaceutical companies who started it all by legally restricting their actions through either once again the CDC or another powerful body. And this would almost kind of like double check pharmaceutical company actions to prevent them from taking advantage of teenagers, adults, and many other people in the future. And that's why I think once we take initiatives like these, this will be the first step to preventing the opioid crisis from getting any worse, while also helping people who have already been affected and spreading awareness so we can prevent that in the future. And that's why I think immediate steps like these need to be taken to ensure some sort of progress and prevent us from declining once more like we have been for the past 30 years since 1991. And so I wanted to end this podcast with a last message, and that was to please be aware, be kind, and be respectful of all individuals. I truly believe that we can beat the opioid epidemic if we start problem solving and working together as a society. This week, as my first ever podcast, might have started in a depressing tone. I understand that, but I promise it's going to be so much more fun especially next week when I talk about skincare, which is a really big passion of mine apart from advocating for certain topics like these. And overall, I'm just so excited to be doing this and expressing my opinions and my passions through this podcast. So stay tuned so we can spill the critique next week. Stay safe and have fun during quarantine.